So what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL podcast. I do want to apologize. It's a little bit of an echo because I'm doing this in my office without the microphone. Apparently the microphone is getting worse and worse and it's affecting my computer. So you go with a little bit of an echo, but nonetheless, it will be changing soon. So with that being said, today is about the coach crash, a coach crash. Is basically someone who criticizes, but they don't give any constructive feedback, right? It's kind of like how to win and influence people, who I've already mentioned before, Dale Carnegie, who states, instead of saying, but, as a contrast, okay, as a condition, you could always say, and if you continue to dot, 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 people are going to take it in a different way. You know, there have been so many times that I was literally, you know, people were watching me and you guys know most notably, if you've been tuning into my podcast uh, over maybe the last year or so, I talked about, you know, an IELTS language center that I had worked for probably first quarter of 2018. And this IELTS examiner and author, he was in my class and he was he was sitting down and he was, I forgot what it's called, but basically surveying me for the session and whatnot. And to be honest with you, did I really get anything back from that session? I did say that, you know, with the feedback, I took it very personal because it reminded me so much of the very toxic job that I had before from 2014 to 2017. But to be honest with you, again, did he have very constructive feedback I guess you could say, do I remember any of it? Absolutely not. But at the same time, sometimes we take offense. And listen, not everyone is a leader. If you have had a job in your native country, and I've had jobs in that astronomically pathetic Las Vegas, all right, it was very difficult to work in different companies and be chastised and be ridiculed and have people, you know, walk up to me very rudely. I remember doing a McDonald's convention, just standing there holding a sign. And what ended up happening was a lot of the people, you know, the, the, they would come up to me and, and just say some rude things to me. Luckily, I was only 17 years old. And I was like, man, get the hell out my goddamn face. Didn't really give a damn about people who I would never see again after that, right? But throughout my dental assistant career and dealing with some of the worst dentists, uh, this is, you know, absolutely, you know, in Australia too, made me realize that, man, a lot of people are just not born to lead. They're not born to help people and coach people through this. And so what's going to happen here? We're going to listen to an audio. And this is called The Coach Crash. Now, you could only imagine what this is. This is when a coach should be a coach, but then they end up just criticizing the individual and just completely taking away all confidence. And before I get into that, I got two things. One, I used to work with a guy who, it was one of my best students I ever had at the Language Center, like literally seven years ago. And she spoke Spanish. She was Thai, spoke Spanish. She lived in Peru. She went to Machu Picchu. Amazing, right? And I remember this guy who used to work at the Language Center. And because he was in such a broken place and so discontent with his life and everything, he literally jumped all over her in terms of asking her. It was like an interrogation right there, asking her a ridiculous amount of questions. I remember we walked in the room. I didn't say anything at the time because I considered myself to be just, what, 27 years old at the time? 
very young, extremely young. I was not that rebellious type just yet. But I remember she was feeling very uneasy about that. And I had to explain to her. I was like, well, listen, you got to understand that some people are so broken and so empty within that they try to like, they, they want to verbally spew their agenda and their toxicity all over you. But I want you to just, again, realize it, become self-aware and tell yourself, hmm, oh man, I have empathy for this guy. Why are you so angry? Have you ever been at a store or working for someone and someone was just so angry and screaming at you and everything? And you're just like, and you react in a way because you take it personal instead of saying, oh man, this guy's probably having marriage problems. He's probably, you know, there could be a number, a multitude of things. There could be someone sick in his family. You know, there's a number of things that could be happening at that time. And so I look at them with empathy and say, oh man, well, I'm grateful that I'm not this person. Number one, number two, Arsenia has nothing to do with you. So don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. And so this happens to me all the time living here in the neighborhood I do now. After formally moving out of my condo just a few days ago, uh, I now live in the suburbs. I, I live in the burbs out here in the outskirts, no longer in Bangkok, literally just about one kilometer away from Bangkok, just over the river in a place called Nontaburi. And because I live here and live in a neighborhood and the older people in this community, they always have that face, that face of disgust. And I just don't like to look at them. I don't bother looking at older people in this country because that face makes me sick. And it's the face that I received from 2013 to 2018. Like, ew, black, looking down on me. So I just don't even bother. When I'm riding a bicycle, I don't look at anyone. I don't look at anyone in this neighborhood. I don't communicate with anyone. I don't care about anyone because I feel like because I am now 34 years old, I'm going to be sharing my beautiful energy with other good people who are deserving of it, not people like that. And of course, I ultimately found out the biggest lesson of this year was the seeking approval. And now that I no, no longer seek people's approval, I can really give a damn about any of that. That's number one. Do not take it personal when someone else is having a bad day. Number two, coaches in sports giving their players feedback on their performance. If I can give you an example of this, again, you see coaches, especially in NFL, NFL, NBA, they're very toxic sports because the coaches are very nasty. I mean, you've seen probably some of the quote-unquote best coaches in whatever respective fields they're in screaming at their players. I mean, at the top of their lungs. What are you trying to convey and a lot of people be like, no, but they, you know, he's teaching them a lesson. Not by screaming. Not by screaming. And acting like a goddamn clown at the age of 60, 65, 70 years old. You're creating cancerous cells. You're only hurting yourself. You're not hurting that young individual. And you're not hurting his future either. Because he's going to want to realize, I didn't do so well on this specific thing. What can I do better next time? And then when that coach is finally out of his hair, he's going to be making millions in the NFL, NBA, whatever it is. So coaches, there are hundreds of thousands of coaches around the world in terms of sports who should not be coaches. And at the same time, when you're dealing with big egos like Cristiano Ronaldo and you have his coach and then at the World Cup, he was really 
mad, uh, you know, in the South Korea game because he was taken off early. He's like, oh, I don't understand why I was taken off early. It's because you guys already had, I think, I believe six points. So who gives a damn? You're going to come off early, okay? You're going to take the loss, and then you're going to come out, and you're probably going to kick the shit out of Switzerland in the next one, right? And so what ends up happening is the coach or the manager can't say, oh, well, you know, he's a big diva. He's this, he's that, and blame. He needs to say, well, considering the situation that we're going to win the group no matter what, uh, I believe, I don't know, uh, I'm going to take him out just because uh, I don't want to risk it. And that's it. That's it. You don't want to go back and forth with your players and throw shade on their name. Instead, you want to be, I hate to say, you know, the a very basic way of saying it is the quote unquote, the bigger person. And so with that being said, we're going to listen to this feedback that this guy is giving a girl. And then we're going to, obviously, in the next podcast, talk, uh, what is it, go over another video, uh, how he can do it better and how he did do it better. So with that being said, I'm going to hurry up and share this sound so you can hear it and nice and clearly. And we are going to go from there. So with that being said, three, two, one. Very successful fundraising campaigns this year. Our costs have risen um, a lot and... Uh, we expect them to continue to increase, um, unlike two years ago when they actually fell. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the tax changes last year, which means we'll have even less money available. Sorry about that. Um, and oh, um, yes, uh, the other big problem we're facing is um, foreign exchange. If the pound continues to weaken. Um, our project costs will increase, uh, but I, I don't want to go into detail on that now. Um, so, um, basically, that's that's about it. Uh, that's the situation we're facing. Um, yeah. Uh... All right, Cassie, let's leave it there. Um, we'll take the questions as read. Um, Good job, basically. Oh, uh, thanks. Did, did you think it was all right? Well, uh, yeah, not too bad. The, uh, the, the new logo looked good. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? But for goodness sake, Cassie, a presentation has to have a structure. I mean, that was a complete mess. Has oh. no one ever told you that a presentation should have a beginning, a middle, and an end? I'm sorry, Peter. I just didn't have enough time. Look, I'm not asking for perfection. Just an introduction at the beginning and a conclusion at the end. I mean, your presentation just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, I have to have a strong finish. Leave your audience with the key take-home message. And at least invite them to ask questions. Well, I wasn't really sure. I didn't know how long you wanted it. Come on, Cassie, don't make excuses. I told you to ask if you needed help. You didn't ask, so I thought everything was okay. Yes, but you were in Stuttgart. So why didn't you just call me? If I'd known there was a problem, I could have done something about it. And I could go into the rest of it, and I'm not gonna go into the rest of it, but again, you know, with the whole theatrics and everything, she starts crying. Another lady comes in, gives a management manual in terms of how you can, you know, assist them. And so with that being said, I totally understand. She had fillers. 
her presentation in general, you can hear, okay, so we understand how presentations work, right? Got to have an introduction, talk about the past, the present, the future, conclusion, all that good stuff. We totally understand that, right? Now, the thing is, it's his approach that's unbelievably toxic. So was she nervous? Yes. Did he criticize her personal behavior in terms of her not going up to him and asking for help? Yes. Does she make excuses? Doesn't really matter. He's just being a complete and total dick. Is he diplomatic? Absolutely not. Does he make judgments? He most definitely does. Refuses to share responsibility. It's not about responsibility here. It's about the fact that he could have approached this entirely different. And does he even make constructive suggestions at the end? Well, again, obviously, I didn't let you listen to the entire thing, but you get the point there. She ends up crying. She ends up storming out of the room. A lady comes in, and then she's like, wow. Oh, I heard it in the other room. Do you think you were being a little bit too hard on her? He's like, yes, but you know, this, this, this. No, listen, you're giving no constructive feedback. You're saying it was a total mess. What the subconscious mind registers that as, that as is, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good at presentations. See, this is one of those moments that we have as a child four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, when we have shitty parents and they say, you're never going to amount to anything. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? Giving us and telling us these things and putting labels on us, putting us into a box. These are those moments. And I can tell you right, there, right now, I remember, you know, uh, a lady who I was going to work for four years ago. I was doing a podcast, and this is when podcasts have become extremely massive in 2018, although a lot of them just fizzled off because a lot of people gave up. But nonetheless, you know, she said, oh, are you still doing that podcast thingy? And it's funny because two years later and seeing, you know, the almost million downloads, I'm like, yeah, that thingy is listened to in every country in the world, in the world. But remember, I already told you just previously that I'm not out to seek approval anymore. And... Those types of people, the moment that I feel like you're insulting me, that's it. Your dumb relationship is over. And again, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm just going to say, wow, she's a total bitch. Okay, let me get up and get out of here. Don't got to deal with her anymore. That's one less person I got to deal with. But remember, 2018, I was at that level of consciousness where I attracted a lot of those horrendous individuals in comparison with today, feels like I'm like a hermit living on an island by myself, which is amazing because my vibration is so high. I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on here? You know, there are no, you know, no people coming into my life and this, that. It's so funny because I just asked myself, oh man, everything has just totally changed. But nonetheless, people, could he have done better? Absolutely. Was he an asshole? Yes. Are there millions and tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people out there in the world like him? Yes. Go to India. I see this all the time. Go to America. They're over here just breathing down each other's necks and being absolutely rude to one another. And I'm not saying and pointing out these countries, saying only these individuals. It's every country. It's every country that suffers from these people who are just total assholes. And so what we have to do is ask ourselves, like, if I was her, I would say, Okay, a complete mess. I would, I, I would have to register everything, but I would just be looking at him a little bit different. Like, how would you have done that? Is a question I would ask him. And he would be totally stuck. That's it. Introduction, beginning, middle, end. Okay, show me your introduction, your middle, your end. 
Have you done presentations before? Have you spoke to anyone? Did you draw the audience like you said? I mean, what what, what type of presentation is you doing? Drawing the audience? Are you really? I did the same thing. Remember, I spoke for about an hour and 15 minutes on stage in front of about 50 people from I don't know how many different countries. And then, of course, you know, doing that again, you know, virtually and doing the things that I do now and having to, you know, teach at some of the biggest companies here in Thailand. So I go in there because I know exactly who I am. And I think podcasting since January 3rd of 2016 has helped me significantly, 1,000%. Nothing that I learned in college about oral communications. None of that shit helped me. And so with that being said, people, the coach crash, you already heard it in the previous podcast of how well you could be at coaching and stuff like that. But some people just suck. And so what we're going to do in the next podcast is we're going to listen to what could he have done better. And then we're going to discuss this a little bit more and top it off. So with that, I'm your host as always, over and out.